Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I'm your host. As always, and it's video game week, that means the Princess of Power, Amanda Farrow, is here. Doing a quick microphone check. Um, checkity check. Now that I, thank you for saying check, check, checkity check, because uh, I needed to turn your audio on. Otherwise, this would have okay. been the same hot mess as last week where we made it through three quarters of an episode before we found out that my audio was not working uh, when someone came in. Um, so well, that's unfortunate. Fortunately, we had a backup episode in that. Uh, and so if you're looking on the Engaged Family Gaming podcast stream, you will find an episode that is me and Linda talking to the lovely folks from Norway responsible for a game coming to Kickstarter in October called Block. And... Um, as you might guess, Amanda, mm-hmm. you're making a block. Uh, it's a, awesome. it is a, you, you are taking, there's a bunch of different modes, but at the end of the day, you are taking turns, picking up pieces from, uh, that are 3D tetrominoes with extra spaces um, and putting them together and trying to make a perfect cube. It's a cooperative game, uh, but mm-hmm. there is a competitive mode um, that you can use if you want, that you can actually put trash on the board, um, kind of like in Tetris, which is kind of cool. Not like literal trash, oh, okay. but, you know, like the gray blocks. Um, sure. So it, I would definitely, I would encourage everybody, uh, we're going to put that up on YouTube uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, it's just going to be audio. Um, but so if you want to listen to your YouTube uh, minimized while you play a game or do spreadsheet silliness or whatever, you are welcome to do so. Uh, but it was a uh, it was a lovely talk. They were super cool. It's relatively quick, only about a half hour, but they were so nice. Um, and it took forever to coordinate it because guess what? Continents in different time zones, it's hard to make things work. Uh, but we made it, and you know they were great. And Linda was lovely as always. They thought it was extra funny that I called her the Mistress of Magnificence um, because. That translates funny when English isn't your first language, apparently. That's so good. Um, and so they were like, why are you calling her that? And I'm like, because it spells mom. Um, and so that was fun. So that's our podcast episode this week or last week because it's the board game episode. This is our video game episode and we are back. That's why I'm here. That's why you are here uh, because this is your area of expertise. This is This is when you and I get to jam out and you get to teach me because obviously... Uh, and we you are the eternal hype bots. Eternal hype bots. You're the Jedi Master. I am the Pad- Padawan learner, as it were. Um, this week, the topic is revisiting older games, which is Heck something yeah. that I certainly do a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, you have some anecdotes to share regarding revisiting some older games. So that's what that's the topic. The, number one, we're going to say it's okay to do that. It's okay to do that. You don't have to buy all the new stuff. Sometimes it's right to just bust out the old stuff and play. Um, but before we do that, Amanda, yes. um, have you played anything recently that you are allowed to speak about? Yes, I, I have. Um, what, I've been, what have I been playing most recently? I've been playing Tribes of Midgard, actually. Mm, I'm excited is, to hear about I this. Think, I think it's a T-rated game. It is. It is. I've okay, been looking awesome. at it. Okay, awesome. So Tribes of Midgard is this weird amalgamation of genres. It is an action, an action RPG. It is a base building simulator. It is a roguelike. 
and it is a you know find stuff on maps kind of game it's an icon icons on maps game as well yeah so it is the kind of game where you get thrown out into the world and you have your task is to survive and defeat all of the jotun so all of like the big giants like the big gods essentially that have invaded midgard Mm-hmm. Right. And that's your job before you ascend to Valhalla. And okay. it's really, it's really interesting. Actually, is it a Valhalla or is it actually Asgard? I think it's Valhalla. Um, Cause you're supposed to be, you know, you take the Bifrost out essentially. So anyway, you get dumped into this town. You have a number of resources that you'll need in order to make yourself, you know, make your base secure, build archers, put up gates there are oh steve we're missing oh my goodness we're missing we're missing currently i clicked into i clicked into the discord uh at something because i thought i saw something and then forgot that this is a screen capture or a display capture um hey guess who's learning that's okay all the time thank you all good i got you i got you so, so yeah, you get dumped into this town and you have to build it up and then you go out into the world. You have to defeat Jotun, take down camps, build up your resources, build cool weapons, level up together. And the premise is that you bring either a bunch of your friends into the server or you go play with randoms. Now, I've done both. I've played with my menfolk. And my brother-in-law and um, my husband's best friend, which is fantastic. That was a lot of fun. Um, And I've also played with randoms. And the interesting thing with playing with randoms is you got to trust each other because you got to go drop all your stuff off every time that you go out into the world. You got to drop it into the war chest so it's communally available. Yep. You know? Yeah. So that's part of so that's part of tribes of Midgard, and ultimately you are trying to take down Fenrir before the end of the world, before you are stuck in eternal winter, and that's hard. Yeah. I haven't even attempted Fenrir yet. Um, it's also the kind of game where you your your profile levels up. So you finish a run and then your profile levels up, with, which unlocks new things. Like you get a new kit. You can unlock new recipes. Um, you can use your golden horns and your in-game currency to purchase cosmetics because, of course, it has microtransactions. Of course it does. Yeah, of course. And what the heck else can you do? So, yeah, and you ha- you get achievements. You can get in-game achievements that you're working towards, which unlock fun things and... You know, it's just really interesting. The first time that I played it, I was totally lost. I had no idea what I was doing. And the more I've played it, both with randoms and with, you know, friends and family, I've found that it's become easier and easier for me to, you know, to know what the strategy is. You build the quarry up, then the lumber yard, and then you start building up the gates and the archers at your base. And, you know, there's always there's always method to there's method to it. It just takes some time to like understand why that's the method. So it's neat. It's a really, really interesting game. And I have been very much so enjoying it. I am interested in it. Um, I haven't played it yet. I think it's one of those things. It's only 20 just, bucks. I, I, 
Trust me, that has been quoted at me several times. I think it's more, it's more an issue of time than, oh, yeah. no, uh, it's a than time money. Sink. And yeah, it's definitely time um, sink. I think this is one of those ones where I am probably going to one weekend wake up on a Saturday morning and be like, you know what? I'm going to do this thing and play it. And then you'll text me and I'll come play with you. Exactly. Well, that's probably would be part of it. Um, because we, we speak so infrequently, you would see my text yeah. and be like, wow. Um, I haven't heard from this, this guy in forever. Clearly has to be important. Fives of hours. Fives of hours. So uh, that's that's what it feels like for me. It feels like a game that like I I am not diving into it because I am fairly confident that I will like it because it looks like my kind of game, uh, and for I sure. am just not prepared to give away my life to it yet. Um, also fair. But one weekend when I know I have nothing going on. Um, I will, uh, you know, I will probably just rush it for a good and just get a bunch of it in, in one weekend and then try, uh, this is, but it does look, I mean, this is at the end of the day, I mean, it's got survival aspects. It's got, you know, it's an action RPG. It is, you know, it's got teams and, you know, multiplayer. I think this is what I really dig about this game. I mean, you can play with randoms, like you said, but I really like the idea of this being, kind of another game that you can put into the rotation you know so many yeah. kids you know they started playing Fortnite because they were playing you know they were doing squads with their with their buddies right right and um i think at, at this point especially as we are entering into another you know potential lockdown period right there's gonna be a lot of people trying to stay home stuck at home i think you know Fortnite is never gonna go away right it's reached critical mass a million times over but I think a lot of folks could probably use a rotation of games, right? Like, and I think we do that, right? And so Absolutely. this feels like one of those games that is similar enough to games like that in that you can play together, you can cooperate. Um, but it is, uh, but but it's different in that it's a different thing, you know? So maybe if half the people don't want to play Fortnite because they're just kind of done because dead game or whatever the heck the kids say these days, Um they could just move on to a different game in the rotation and kind of refresh it and still get that experience of playing together and cooperating and just being on voice chat and, you know, messing around while doing something different. I think that's yeah. really one of the strengths of this game. It's also not you even close to play it alone. You can play it alone, cool. too. Yeah, but it's also not even done. Like this is a game yeah. that is going to get more development, more stuff, yeah. more skins. I think they've already yeah. said that they're going to have season passes for it. Um, for me, here, this is the other thing is because I have been looking for like the other game to put on my computer uh, mm-hmm. when I don't want to play, you know, other video games that have been kind of taking some of my time. Um, and the only thing holding me up is that Halo is coming. Okay, that's... Um, and because the reality is I spent a bunch of time... Oh, hey, uh, thanks for the follow. Uh, Fragilities, if I'm pronouncing it. Frag... Fragilities. Yeah. Is that fragilities? I need new glasses, I think, because uh, this new three monitor setup I got going, um, th- th- things are just far away from me. I got to work on this. Um, so thanks for the follow, Fragilities. I appreciate that. Thank you for the support. So um, I w- spent a lot of time watching. Obviously, I wasn't in the technical beta. Um, I probably could have asked because I know people that are literally on the development team, um, but I don't want to push just that. Sign up for the sign up for yeah. the flights. That's what Mike yeah. and I did. Um, 
I didn't honestly, I just assumed that it was invite only. And so I didn't so think you to. just sign up for the, you'd sign up for the beta test flights. And you know, if you get picked, you get picked. Guess who's doing that immediately following. But what I did yeah. do, what I did do was watch a lot of it, right? You know, I watched some mm. streams. I re- I listened to a lot of commentary. This is a game. And we streamed it, I think, even in uh, the Discord Haven for a little bit. Yeah, you were in your Discord. And so I watched, you know, a few minutes of that. I was bouncing in between a bunch of different things. Um, And I've watched a lot of video of it. The reality is um, I am super hyped for Halo multiplayer because I feel like the free-to-play Halo multiplayer experience for me, you know, being able to grab the Battle Pass for whatever cosmetics I want and slowly work my way through them, um, that feels like the model for me. I've been hesitant to jump into, say, a battle pass for Fortnite or, you know, other games because, you know, what if I fall off it for a couple of weeks? Do I miss yeah. out on all the cool stuff? Um, and now I know that's probably not going to be a problem with um, with Halo because I'll be able to buy the battle pass. And it's really... And it's infinite. It's kind of... Exactly. Um, it's that's I, I see what you did there. Um did you do that on purpose or was it just awesome or was it both? No, I, no, um, I did it on, that was I well did done. on purpose, which made it awesome. Which is true. Um, because, and that's what I really like about it. The idea of being able to say, you know what? I want that samurai armor and I'm just going to work on getting that samurai armor. Cause I'm sure some of the cosmetics on that are just going to be bananas. Um, They're going to be super cool. I'm excited about yeah. some of those cosmetics. I don't buy battle passes for the most part, but I think I will. I mean, the, the reality that you won't need to or that maybe you only need to do it when they release something that you actually really want. And for me, I know it's going to feel like, OK, it's $10 for this battle pass. Why didn't I just pay $10 for the skin, um, you know, which is what I would have done in something else. But the reality is um, I like the idea of having of buying the climb, um, especially since you know some of the some of them are objective based things which are do you know use this weapon you know get this many wins it's not mm-hmm. just play the game a bunch because that's a problem that i have with repetitive multiplayer shooters that's why i kind of fell off overwatch um as much as i love overwatch the year it came out it was our game of the year you know it's like eventually oh, it was tons of fun back in the day eventually i i mean like i wanted some i wanted the game to tell me something to do whether it was win game, it, it, even if it was win X number of games as this character or playing as this character, it didn't do that. And so objectives in Fortnite are a great idea. And I think that bringing those into Halo will be great. You know, getting even yeah. if it's get X number of kills with yeah. a bazooka, like fine. I mean, I'll it's do, cool. So I'm super excited. That's okay, the, rocket launchers. That's the way we're going to play. It. Rocket launchers. Rocket launchers all the time. Yep. And capture the flag. Slaps only, no odd job. Slaps, I mean. Exactly. Slaps only, no odd job because odd job was the worst to play with. Um, I mean. Play against. Listen, if they let me do, if they make a slaps only mode in uh, Halo, even if it's only a daily event, I will 100% play it. So sure um, I want to talk about um, a an oopsie that I did this week. Not a bad oopsie. I call this an oopsie. Not an oopsie. Well, so I, so my, my boys were at Boy Scout camp last week, which we talked about. And so that meant I got to spend some quality time with my daughter. And so we went to, True. we went to Target. And oh, at Target, yes. it, it's not as bad as you think. It's not as bad as you think, everybody. They had a full box of the Sanrio Animal Crossing cards. 
And I was like, and I was like, well, I can't not. And she was the one that saw them. We were just walking by. They had a big old clearance section because it is August. As an FYI to everybody, Walmart and Target are rotating out their stock to prepare for the holiday toys. So um, it's been picked over a little bit, but there's still some opportunities there and discounts are getting deeper. Um, For example, love deep discounts, man. I got a copy of Marvel United, the board game. I know it's not board game week, whatever. I got a copy of Marvel United for less than $10 um, at Walmart. My my understanding is in some, in some Walmarts, it's actually going as low as five bucks. Which basically Whoa, for means Marvel United? for Marvel United, it's the Walmart exclusive. So it's the base characters. It includes Venom because he's the Walmart oh. exclusive. Well, let me show you what I got. Hold on. Oh, hold on. We get we're we're in for it now. We're in for it now. I have this is Marvel the one United, I got, but I got the Kickstarter mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's cute as hell. Yeah, it's adorable. Still, for $5, this is a lot of board game. And so that's a lot. It's like an incredible the, the, Kickstarter, too. Mike and I backed oh. it on Kickstarter when it came out. Speak again. It's a it's yeah. an incredible game. It's a for great five Kickstarter. Bucks. Yeah. And we because Mike and I got it when it first came out and we we backed it. So our copy came last year. I think last October it was yes. shipped to our house, but like With this many we things. Also, so, like so many things so many and it's honestly one of my favorite games to play my issue onk now i was waiting for my kickstarter copy to come and then i found out from them because i messaged them uh it turns out that there was a problem with my confirmation they never um i confirmed Aww. they never received it and so my copy was sold um so they just gave me my money back um so then i was like well i guess i gotta buy it so i went and bought the um uh, the Walmart version, which is fine. I got it for five bucks. Uh, I have gotten clearance from the general that the next time they do a Marvel United Kickstarter, which we know they will, oh, yeah. they might just it's wait a little happening. while. There'll be a what if version or something, um, which would be kind of awesome, actually. And um, they they have said that in, in the futures, they'll do an add on where you can do the all in pledge for the previous ones. I'll just do that. Yeah, yeah um, no, that's, a good, that's the best but, way to do it. And then so, you can just give somebody else your base game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so we were in target they were doing their stuff and um the, i got i managed to get a hundred dollar logitech keyboard for thirty dollars i was pretty excited about that um the box was dented and i was like i'm over it um yeah, but no my doubt. daughter saw the sanrio uh animal crossing cards and i being used to that to booster packs for magic the gathering immediately bought four of them because i was like it's cool you know, I'll get you two packs, Maggie, and we'll save two for the boys to open. It doesn't matter. They can scan them all into all their games anyway. And then we yeah. got home. We didn't open them. Maggie decided she was going to wait to open them until her brothers got home and they were going to have a big old unboxing and everybody did. And then we found out that all the packs are exactly the same. Yes. So I did an oops. That's okay. But that oops works out for team engaged family gaming because here's what we're going to do. Uh, and this was uh, my Jake's idea. We're going to keep one set because we only need one. Are we doing giveaways? We have three sets. Now here's how we're, I'm, what I'm going to try and do um, is uh, we're going to do, we're going to take two sets and in the coming weeks, we're going to do a giveaway of each uh, of not each card individually. That's crazy. We're going to do two giveaways of two complete sets. One of nice. them, I'm going to try and work out some kind of thing 
where we pass it along amongst people in the engaged family gaming community. I give it to you, you mail it to somebody else, you mail it to somebody else, and then a whole bunch of people can share these cards for the low, low price of a couple stamps, because my guess is it'll take two or three stamps, um, and we can yeah, pass probably. them all along, um, because that I think that could be fun. So uh, with that yeah. said, they are really cool. Um, they're pretty. They are. The cards themselves are very cool. They've got the characters. I mean, if you love Sanrio, you, you recognize the characters without even really looking at them. Um, but the idea is you scan the card and a dude shows up in your town and then that unlocks the ability in future uh, days to buy stuff. This is all about this isn't about characters visiting your town. This is about a cool bed or yes. a cool shirt. And uh, honestly, probably better. Now, I will admit that my daughter would have lost her mind if she could add Hello Kitty move into her Animal Crossing town. Um, but I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I frankly. think I probably would have Hello Kitty in my town, too. But the an, the an, the Hello Kitty stuff, arguably just as cool. You still need bells to buy it, though. But, you know, you're playing the game. You're getting bells. You're doing the stuff. So um, that was my oops. So I say this as it appears Nintendo is printing more of these cards. And I would honestly expect another round to come out around the holidays anyway. I um, imagine. Don't buy more than one pack. You don't need to. Um, I'm just so used to seeing packs and assuming they're like booster packs. Also, the original Animal Crossing cards were booster packs. So they yes. were, you buy them and they were mixed stuff. I just assumed that this was, there was a set of 20 and you had to, you know, I, that we were going to get, I assumed we were going to get duplicates. Didn't realize we were going to get the same duplicates in every pack. Um, but that's all right. Our mistake. Okay, we is, learned a thing. We learned a thing. Our mistake. I, and I never would have thought to look it up. I see packs of cards. I just assume in my head what it is. Um, yeah. But we're not mad. Our mistake is everyone else's game because we're going to be doing some giveaways. So uh, keep your eye on the Engage Family Gaming Facebook group. If you don't know where that is, go to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community uh, because we're fancy. Hello, Fluffy Thimble. Thank you for the follow here on Twitch. He's a uh, board game content creator. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I, yes, so welcome aboard. It's video game week, so it's, I know it's a little off topic for you, but uh, ever, who doesn't love video games? So that's my oops. Little, <laughs> you know, look at my big stack of six, four copies Ooh. of six each. I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to do this thing, but I could because I, I want to save them. I mean, I can save them. I got it. I, I'm going to save them because I want to give some of them away. So we're going to do that. Um, so, yeah. That's the I, I I tried today to play Dodgeball Academia, oh, which is man, really? available on Xbox Game Pass. Well, I wanted to try I'm and play excited. a new game, even though it's revisiting old games week. And uh, I tried it this afternoon. I was going to I was all set. I was ready. Uh, and for whatever reason, it was freaking out like but it, it was only uh registering the like certain keys on my keyboard and then i was using a controller and it was not wanting to do that it was being very bizarre um and uh so i had to surrender but i'm going to play dodgeball academia because it is an action role-playing game about dodgeball and if anyone remembers my uh hilarity about stick bold the dodgeball adventure game did you remember stick bold i sure do um did you did you not like that game it's not that I didn't like it. I just wasn't very good at it. Okay. I will. My being bad at a game does not impact my enjoyment of it because as we've talked about before, 
Hashtag Steve is bad at games. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I am hilariously bad at video games. So if I didn't like games I was bad at, it would be, it would be bad. Um, I wouldn't like anything. I would just, I would, I would just read, I guess, or something. I don't even know what I would do. So, um. Play more board games. Yeah, play more board games. So it is, uh. This looks right up my alley. It's a stupid dodgeball game. You play a kid. The the uh, art style looks like OKKO, the uh, Cartoon Network show. I think I think it was Cartoon Network. Not you are not the target audience for OKKO. Uh, it's it's a town where everyone's a superhero. Um, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it's, I mean it's cute, whatever. Um, but it looks like it's that art style. I am all in for it. I tried to play it. It didn't work. So it's been a hot mess for me, but I have revisited a bunch of old games, which is the topic of the week. Exactly. So uh, speaking of the topic of the week, Amanda. Heck yeah. Are we going in? Um, Are we doing let, it? Let's just do it. So I think everyone can agree that both, you know, all the gaming spaces are kind of obsessed with the new, right? Like we talk sure. all the time yeah, the EFG show. The hotness, yeah. everything. The EFG show on Thursdays, we talk for a good portion of the show about new games that are announced and what games are coming out that week. You know, we make a big deal talking yeah. about the games that are coming. And you and I obviously have a game, you know, on the on the very soon-to-be-released column with Kena Bridge of Spirits that yeah. we are, you know, that is new, that we are both super hungry for. And Art of Rally comes out tomorrow, and I'm Ooh. about to lose my mind about that. There you go. So we're super excited about new, but there is something really satisfying about revisiting a game that you either loved from before or that you maybe missed out on, uh, that yes. maybe you bought and didn't play a lot of, um, and kind of going back to that, the inspiration for this topic, though, was a series of Facebook posts that came out of your home where yeah, your exactly. kids, where your kids actually rediscovered a game that was a bit of an obsession, um, you know, with a cap with a lowercase o uh, in right. your house a while ago, a while ago. Why don't you share that story actually, with the audience? Before my youngest children were born, quite yeah. frankly. Well, because it's that old. It's that old. So in so my my husband was like, you know, Gabe's really enjoying Geometry Dash, right? And Geometry, Geometry Wars, Dash, right? No, not Geometry Wars, but Geometry Dash. What's Geometry so Dash? Can we talk about that for so a second? So it's like a it's a it's a it's a rhythm game. Okay. It's a rhythm game with user generated content. You have to bop along to the song and tap the tap the screen or click the mouse at just the right time to get through all these obstacles. Okay. And Gabe designs those levels. You know, he's done some pretty interesting collaborations. One of his collaborations on YouTube has had like two million hits. Um wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I found that out two weeks ago. He found that out two weeks ago. He went looking for some of his old stuff. Um, and he found out that one of his collaborations that he did some design work on, like level design work on, um, you know, became really popular on YouTube. So I had no idea. He had no idea. It was pretty wow. amazing. Yeah. Was that right? on his, that wasn't on a channel that he owns, was it? No, no. Boo. Wouldn't that yeah, have been cool? It's okay. So it it's it, yeah, that would have been cool. But anyway, so James was like, so he's really good at rhythm games. Like, that's his jam. What if we busted out Rock Band? 
Speaking of rhythm games. So, yeah, speaking of really, really fun, very nostalgia-heavy games, Mm -hmm. you know, like, what's more nostalgia-heavy than Rock Band? So for those that don't remember, sorry about my hands, my camera just keeps zooming in and out and unfocusing and refocusing. Um, So Rock Band... Back in the day, back in the days of plastic instruments, and these were the days, quite frankly, where we would play Guitar Hero, and that was back when Activision was publishing Guitar Hero. And that was back in the day. That was back in the day. And like I played these games, gosh, it was like 2006, mm-hmm. I want to say. So it was a good 15 years ago. Yep. And then that kind of you know evolved into rock band which was developed by harmonics and harmonics's most recent game is fuser so it's you know very heavy into the dj stuff which is really cool it's a neat game so we busted out rock band and we thought the kids would have like a passing interest in it because they're just like ah, eh, we'll see we legit played like all day yesterday and it was really, really fun because I have enough children to completely kit out an entire band. So we had like Grace on drums, Vivi was singing, Paul was on guitar, Gabe was on bass, you know, and they were having fun going back and listening to songs that like we listened to when when we were younger or were like, you know, songs that were out when we were younger anyway. And it was great. Like it was, it was like legitimately enjoyable. So that that was a that was a foray into the nostalgia for Shea F squared, and we're definitely busting it out for my birthday. I'm sh- I'm sure. Like I, I mean, it's it's already out. So I it's mean, out. why so put it away? It. Yeah, yeah, why exactly. put it away? It's staying there. Why put it away? So the what what I really loved about this story. I mean, first off, the pictures of like the whole fan just around the living room playing this game. Like that's, that's what the, that's what that game was for. (laughs) Right. Like the idea was it was meant to be a party game. It It was was meant to be a way to kind of pull people together and kind of share that same experience. And the fact that you were able to do that without even using all the members of your family, because you had a deep bench if somebody needed to, uh, you know, step away and for a we, moment. We did. And we swapped out so that, you know, Gabe was on drums for a little while and I took over on guitar. You know, yeah. Vivi was like, I don't know the words to maps yet. So I was singing maps at the same time as I was playing guitar because I know maps, you know. By did you have course. a microphone stand? No, no. I did, though, back in the day. Back in the day, I had a microphone stand so that I could play guitar and sing. That, or so I could play the drums and sing. That sounds like um, a Amanda Farrow thing to do. Um, <laughs> I have, my husband loves telling those stories. It's just like she's so talented. I'm like, is that talent? I think Are that you, sure? you know what I think it is talented. Can I say that my uh, inability to play video games does follow me into rock band? Um, we, this is going to sound wild. My, my favorite rock band experience is, uh, with the Beatles rock band, which, mm. um, my, this is going to sound wild. My dad's church bought a copy of it. 
Um, they had a teen center uh, that was that ran every Friday oh. in their church, in the church in the basement um, for a long time. Uh, that was to give kids something to do, and this was um, and there was and one of the things they did is they bought a Wii, because um, that's how long ago this was. Um, yeah. They bought a Wii and they bought a Beatles Rock Band, and so. Like we went to, we live an hour away, so we didn't go to many of those, but we went to one that was actually on us. That was like an all day Saturday thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went. And so my whole family took over Beatles rock band. And so it was us playing. That's and, fun. and what was really interesting about it is that they knew how to play the game because they had seen it and we had talked about it. And obviously, and honestly, rock band is pretty intuitive. Um, yeah. It's very accessible. Um, once you figure out what what it, what the the screen is telling you, it's very easy. But what's interesting is, um, and this is where I failed prior to this, is they had really no idea who the Beatles were. Um, I failed in my dad's Ooh. eyes because, like, from a musical perspective, like you need to know who the Beatles are. So, like, Yellow Submarine comes on, and like we all lived in a yellow submarine exactly and so uh we're gonna get we're gonna get a content strike we gotta take this Uh-oh. one down um dmca dmca so um so there it was us playing and there was a bunch of other people in the room so the song comes on and when that song comes on you can't help if you know what it is you can't help but sing it my kids were very confused that everyone knew what this video game music was because for them it was just video game music so it would be oh, the sure. equivalent of being in a room and everybody just humming the theme to the Super Mario Brothers soundtrack. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's the equivalent. Sure. Or like me humming the main theme to Halo as yes. often as I do. Uh, yes. Or but to the tune of Halo Go Burr. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, or, you know, everybody singing the battle theme for Persona or something like that, right? Sure. Um, yeah. And so that's what it was to them. And so it was really interesting that for the longest time, like the Beatle, because of that, the Beatles was just video game music to them. Um, and so that's my, I, I really dig that. And I feel like the experience that you are, that you had is one, um, the experience that you had is one that I feel like a lot of people are going to have over the next, you know, handful of years because the, that, movement is kind of over right like they moved those they moved those games for life movement it's just it's done yeah um although i would argue that they have they could they could at least bring skylanders back just without the toys um they yeah from what i understand though that those games were really great we don't i mean skylanders is just so good (laughs) so good um but we'll talk about that later um Maybe another episode. Um, we'll do a. We can. We, I, I'll get Mike to come on for that episode yeah. because he's a Skylanders man. Oh man! Well, but the, but the point is to to have you be the foil and be like, oh yeah, that sounds great, Steve. <laughs> um. So, but the idea is, it's come and gone. But they ported it to the new console, so it's not like you you, mm-hmm. know, you can play it. It's not you, know, you just get the stuff out of your closet or you rebuy it from a bunch of garage sales. Like we're at the yeah, point now. Ever buy it new because right now the new stuff is close to a grand. Uh, the new stuff is crazy. Go to a garage sale. Someone's yes. going to be selling it. Go to Facebook Marketplace. Um, you will find them. Um, but as we always say, if you buy something on Facebook Marketplace, meet up at the police station. Um, and um, because then everything is safe. Uh, er. Yes. So um, 
but the idea is people are going to be coming back and revisiting these these older games, pulling them out, and like really having these really cool family experiences. And I gotta say, I I, I feel like that's gonna be, we're gonna see more stories like that. And I can't wait to see them. Um, but it inspired me because the idea of revisiting older games, even if for a little while, um, I feel like it's just at it it. it, it it hits differently than, um, you know, kind of obsessing over the new. Um, yeah. And so I, I thought we could talk about some of our other experiences with uh, revisiting games. And you actually made an interesting connection to the future of games um, that we can talk about towards the end. Yes. Um, for me, you know, that's Rock Band. Rock, I, I don't revisit Rock Band. My mo- my Because I never actually owned it myself. I was around other people who did. Every time we put Rock Band oh. in the box, because um, my wife wanted it, but every time we had it in the box, we were like, wow, this is expensive. We should put this back. Because it was just not at a great time for us um, as a people. But, um, you know, for me, <laughs> when I think of revisiting games... Um, I really think of just f- going back in time through Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Um, and like that for you. The last couple of days, my middle son, and I don't know where this came from, um, has he plugged in the Wii U and has been playing uh, Super Mario 3D World. And which, interestingly wow. enough, has been remastered and put on the... Uh, on yes. the Switch, but he wanted to play a 3D platformer um, with mm-hmm. a uh, with a Wiimote and Nunchuck, which you can't do on um, the Nintendo Switch. And so that's true. He was blasting through it. His sister tried to play with him. He was like, "No, I want to play by myself," which is kind of not how that game plays. Eventually, um, it's meant to be played multiplayer. Eventually. Uh, his older brother muscled his way in and the two of them spent a bunch of time today, you know, tormenting each other in that game. Oh, I bet. Uh, and it, uh, sitting here doing the day job stuff and being able to look over to the, to the side and see the two of them sitting on the couch, leaned forward with a Wemo and nunchuck in hand, uh, tormenting each other, revisiting this, you know, really good Nintendo game. Um, yeah. It was a really special minute. Um, and I, you know, so and I was reminded of how much fun I had playing that game because I played a lot of it. Um, I wanted to take time, but man, the day job got me today. Did yeah. you? Um, it is. Uh, and it's really interesting because, you know, they, they have so much, right? And then they have so many games. There's, it's an embarrassment of riches sure. with the amount of games that they have access to. Unlike I, what our childhoods look like. Which was yeah. like not an embarrassment of riches. When I when I was a teenager, it started to move into that in, you know, the the very early aughts. Yeah. But I mean, even then. Well, I mean, the, it, that's a testament to not only are there more games being made, but there are also there's also more of an appetite for games. Um, you know, before, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a kid, um, it was you know, and I've told the story on the podcast before, like when I when I think back to my childhood, um, it was we got a game for my birthday. We got a game for my brother's birthday. So me in November, him in March, one for Christmas. And then we rented games throughout the summer. Yeah. Um, and he uh, and so and that was pretty much it. Maybe occasionally we would sneak something else in. 
but it was pretty much that. Whereas now, um, because of the number of games, because our appetite for games has increased, right? Like we're willing to spend more. Um, Games are also cheaper than they ever have been. Um, True. And also like free games, man. Like, you know. And also Game Pass. Also Game Pass. But like games are free. Um, You know, like Fortnite is free. And if you could, if you could have told me back in the day that I could play Fortnite or a game like it and pay nothing. I don't think I would have played anything else. I I think I just would have been a Fortnite pro um, because it would have just been so easy to hop in there. Um, So we got a comment in the chat from uh, Gatto Logic. Uh, That is a great, terrible game for brothers to play. Talking about uh, Super Mario 3D Land. Let me tell you, sir, you are correct. Because it was a great, because they they oscillated within the same level between being cooperative and literally um, deciding that they needed, because they would be trying to do a challenge. And if, they mm-hmm. missed it, but one of them thought they still had a chance. It became like a combat game to see who could end the game first so they could restart it. Um, wow. So at one point, they were trying to get some, you know, they, they needed to get the cat suit to climb a wall to get a thing. And of they, they lost the last cat power up because they hit an enemy or something. Um, and so... At one point, I walked over to kind of see what was going on because they were being loud. And the the youngest just picked up the oldest and just yeeted him. Is it yeeted or yoked? I'm not sure. Um, deposited yeah. him deposited him rapidly into a pit. Okay. Just, just get out. And then I jumped off into one himself. And then they were like, all right, we're going to restart. And change okay. characters. Um, and it was just so funny with... Just the matter-of-factness with which he just into the trash. Yeah. Into the trash. Yeah, he was yoked. It was like calling a wipe in a raid in an MMO. Yeah. You know it's what? Like, Considering you know, our background in MMOs? Yeah, it's like calling a wipe. It's like, nope, we're going to call it on hit on this one. Let's give it everybody die fast. Calling it on account of y'all, we messed up. Y'all, we messed up. Um, he, <laughs> And it just happened. But but not seconds later, there was like a, a there would be a blast of energy. So it's like, oh my gosh, how'd you throw me into that? And then they would immediately cycle back to um, you know, the cooperative, brotherly, you know, teamwork thing, which was super awesome. Um and when that was done, they, you know, they didn't play it for forever. When that was done, I turn over and all of a sudden I hear like engine sounds. And they're playing Mario Kart 8 on the Switch. Oh, heck. And can I tell you, that may very well be one of the best video games ever made. I mean, it is so good. It is so It continues to top the list of best-selling Switch games. I mean, yes. And for good reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I... Oh, man. It took everything in my power to not quit my job right there. Um, and just go play Mario Kart because I, Fair. man, it is just the, the soundtrack alone. It's worth it. I've played it a bunch with the kids, um, within the last couple of months. Yeah. Just because we want to, we wanted to play it. We're just like, yeah, why wouldn't we? Yeah. I, <coughs> I think that if you are sitting on a really big switch collection right now, which I know a few people that are right. Or if you maybe played Mario Kart on launch, maybe you've kind of been away from it. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. um, play it again. 
that game is very good. It is um, the soundtrack is just going to make you happy. It just really is. Um, and I think this is one of those games that I will that anytime it is around, I'm going to want to play it. I might forget about it because I have object permanence issues. Um, I, I can't help thing. it. But like, man, as soon as I hear about it, I'm like, oh, I got to play it. I would love to hear comments in the chat if you are a Mario Kart person. Um, do you think they're ever going to make a Mario? I mean, I know we're talking about revisiting. Are they, they're going to make a Mario Kart 9 eventually, right? Like, I think, Or do you think they're just going to ride it out with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and just let that be Mario Kart forever? I don't know. They probably could, right? Because it's still selling like a gajillion copies an hour. It's, you know, it's it's way up there. It's at the it's the number one best selling Switch game. Yeah. Uh just a little bit it's it's sold just a bit better than Animal Crossing New Horizons. Which is wild. Which is just so wild. You know what? I mean I'll never I mean it's it's one of those ones where it is in the EFG Essentials list for the Switch. And there's zero chance that it will ever come off. Like, I, the the world where 24 other, or 25 other games come out that are better than it, that means that it needs to come off. I don't think we could, I don't think we live in that world. That that like particular that. reality doesn't no. exist. Um, it doesn't. It is, yeah, got a logic saying Mario Kart is the only racing game he can stand. Look, Somebody I've, needs to play Forza Horizon. Yeah, I'm staring at you in Forza Horizon because Forza Horizon is not a Mario Kart game. I think they are different. Um, but Forza Horizon is an absolutely gorgeous game that is accessible. That's an arcade racer, y'all. It is. It's real good. It is good enough all on its own. But I think what's cool about it is it lets you enjoy like the race carness without yeah. making you really like get into the race cars. Because yeah. you can just be like, you know what, I want to. I want to drive this rocket car or I want to drive a Halo Warthog and just go do really dumb stuff. The new one coming out this fall oh, yeah. is easily one we're, of our we're most. dropping in. It's happening. Yeah. That's a game yeah. pass game. That's a day one game for me. Um, Yeah. And we've talked, I mean, and you and I have talked about this. My oldest wants a steering oh, yeah. wheel so he can stream it. So maybe we'll, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll do see vroom vrooms. We'll do vroom vrooms. Yeah, we'll do vroom vrooms. It'll be fun. Hold on. My oldest is correcting me. You said you wanted to stream Forza. I mean, if you changed your mind, I mean, that's fine. There are no he cops. He doesn't want to do vroom vrooms. He doesn't want to do vroom vrooms on the streams, but he does want a steering wheel. Okay, well, um, I mean, that's fine. So um, he can come play with me while I'm streaming. So it is on Xbox Game Pass, um, and it's called Forza Horizon. So it's F O R Z A Horizon Four, um, and then Five is coming out this fall. Um, Four Forge, is wonderful. Four is in Australia, right? It's in no, Australia. Four no, oh, four, in four is in uh, the in the UK. UK. My yeah. bad. Three is in Australia. Right. Four is yeah, in the UK. Is, that's correct. Um, they added. What's cool about the one in four is they added different weather, so like the seasons change over time. Obviously, much day faster than they cycle. should. But they have day yeah. and night cycles, and it's it's the UK, so like the rain is really rainy and muddy and gross. And the snow is really snowy and muddy and gross because it's the UK. Um, but the next one is in Mexico, which, believe it or not, has a Gorgeous. lot of um, biome density. Lots oh, yeah. of different biome variety. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be, oh, man, I can't wait. And some of the stuff in the city, the city driving, I'm very much looking forward to. Um, 
Oh man, I can go on about that. Speaking so, of, but that's so, a new game. That's a new game to an old game. So tell me, what's a what's a game that you revisit, or that that, that just kind of keeps coming up for you? Like, well, you mean aside from Final Fantasy X? Aside from Final Fantasy X, yeah. Because that's that's because that's one that we share. One. Yeah, that's the. It's true. One of the first things that Steve and I ever bonded about was our shared love of Final Fantasy X, and we're yep. just like. Right, right, right. It's just a lot right. of that. In but this so house, we stand Final Fantasy X. There is, in fact, no other way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, games that I go back to over and over again. Well, Civ's a big one for me. Mm-hmm. You go so, back like, to that one every Wednesday. I mean, it's true. I do go back to it every Wednesday. But even when I'm feeling like, when when I'm feeling away, you know, if I'm feeling kind of like stressed out and bad. You know, I'll go back to Civ out sometimes. Like I used to go back to previous versions of Civ. Like before Civ Six really started gelling with me, I'd go back to Civ Five, mm-hmm. and it was just that's my it's one of my big comfort games is going back and um, and doing that. And I'll also go back and revisit Final Fantasy games, not just Ten either. Um, I'll revisit old JRPGs because I really enjoy, like I I just find so much comfort in going back to these completely banana pants stories with really great combat systems and you know it just it like triggers a part of my brain that that feels good. Yeah. And up until fairly recently um another game that I used to go back to on a regular occasion was Diablo. Yeah. So and I can no longer do that which thanks Blizzard. Yeah, it's unfortunate. The yeah. the the JRPG thing, I think what's interesting is like because they are so similar, it feels like it's the same feeling. Um, you know, yeah. regardless of which one you go to. I think it's really interesting think talking with my oldest about like which one of the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters we're going to play. Um, cuz they those came out and they're remasters of the original game, so it's kind of like playing something new and old at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. and it's you know, and the one that I am interested in the most is Final Fantasy Four, which is the game, which is another Final Fantasy that I revisit quite frequently, um, and that he has also played. Um, it's and wonderful. It, it ultimately just comes down to like that's the one out of all out of the first six. That's the one I want to replay the most. Um, that's fair. It's a wonderful game. I know there's a bunch of people that are going to get on my case about why not six, Steve? Why show the disrespect? And it really comes down to six is great, but four was the first one uh, that I. Liked. I didn't play six until I was an adult. Yeah, it was. Um, this I is, played four when I was a kid. This is how formative Final Fantasy was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Fantasy four. I remember, you know, I knew it existed because, you know. You read, I read Nintendo Power Magazine. I remember this big blowout of Final Fantasy 2 where they gave you like a walkthrough of like the first couple chapters of the game and they introduced all the characters. And I remember reading that over and over and over again. You're like, no, we got to get Final Fantasy 2. This looks great. We got it. And I brought it home. I didn't know that you could save in the open world until... A long time ago. So I thought the only place you could save was the save points in dungeons. Um, So I restarted that game over and over again until I finally got to the save point where it does the Mm -hmm. tutorial about using the save points in dungeons, which is several hours into the game. I did that three or or four times 
before mm-hmm. I did that. And then even beyond that, I was like, oh, well, that's how you save the game. It was a revelation when I paused the game and in the open world randomly and realized that the save thing was lit up. And I was like, wait a minute, I could save in the open world and I could have done that whenever I wanted. Because what would happen is my parents would be like, hey, honey, it's time to go. And I'd be like, hold on, let me save. And I would have to get in the airship, fly to an old dungeon, and then run into the to one of the save points. So like I was all over Mount Ordeals well past oh, I was done because it was so centrally located. And it was the so that's how formative that game is for me. So I kind of mm-hmm. like the idea of being able to play it again. Um and revisiting it, knowing sure. that I could and, save anywhere. <laughs> and as a spoony bard, as spoony you bard. know, I, I love that game. Hashtag localization much. is a thing. Um, it's so good. Those localization quirks were honestly some of the most fun back yeah. in the day. Because it's just like spoony bard. I did. You know what? I'm just going with it. Yeah, I'm just going to roll with it. And then it, it just becomes a meme. Yeah, it not, exactly. Really, like fun, nostalgic meme. Where and everything I, old is fun yeah. again. And I feel like so many of those JP, JRPGs from that era, like the SNES mm-hmm. era, so many of them are so similar that for me, like any of that, like I always go back to them when I need like a certain thing and they all yeah. fill that same bucket. Yeah. I'm not going to say like in my soul, that's a little bit much, but like they all serve the same purpose where I just want, like a cool, you know, pixel art, turn-based it's be thing. Like a fun superhero, man. Yeah, I just exactly. Like save the world, and you know, hang out yeah. and have things be weird for a while. You know, I, so yeah. I want to start as like a humble farmer, mm-hmm. and then by the end, fight God. That's what I yeah, want to do. Exactly, hundred um, percent. Like that is that's the goal. That's the that that's the thing that we all want. Exactly. Start off humble origins, then fight God. So we do things. It is a so I mean this you know uh, this revisiting games for us right like this whole kind of going back to finding games. Is there an example that you can think of of a game that you played, fell off of? And then came back to and like really glommed onto because like I think there's value in revisiting games, not just games that were our faves, but revisiting games that all of that like revisiting games that um, maybe we 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 kind of bounced off of, but then we all of a sudden there we love them. Um, got a logic in the chat uh, referencing Dragon Quest Eleven, which yes, oh, there we go. if you want to talk about a game where you go from regular old dude to basically fighting God. That's Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, which arguably one of the coolest video game titles of all time. So what about you? Do you have any examples of a game that you revisited and were like, wait, this is really good? Games that I've bounced off of and that I've come back to super hard. Um, Goodness gracious. There have been, honestly, there have been a lot of them. I think I've... I used to bounce off of games really quickly mm-hmm. when I was in like my 20s or whatever, and I wouldn't necessarily come back to them. I think Halo is honestly one of those <laughs> series for me because I, I recently went through the entire series on stream for After Dark when I was, you know, I was playing with Mike mm-hmm. and I didn't think I would ever go back and play those games. And like, I love Halo now. I haven't loved Halo since I was a teenager. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, like 20 years later, finding myself loving Halo again, and not just loving Halo for the multiplayer experience, but loving Halo for the story, loving Halo for the experience of playing with my friends while I'm playing the campaign. Mm -hmm. And the the gameplay quite frankly when i gave myself a bit of a break and i'm like oh i don't have to play this on like hardcore or legendary or whatever the heck the hardest difficulty was back in the day Is i can just play this on normal mode i think it was legendary yes it's okay to play it. games on easy uh, Let's do I, it, even folks. just on normal like yep. it's totally it's totally reasonable to just play on the difficulty that moves you yep Right. And I got I've just been so into Halo and I'm so excited about it. And I didn't think I would be. Mm -hmm. But because I went through all of the games, I was like, man, these games are great. Yeah. And I just got super into Halo. Like we we had we, we went and watched a bunch of like Halo movies and tell like like miniseries. It was just like we had, we did all the Halos, all of them, mm -hmm. all Halo all the time now. So. That's that's it. That's what it was for me. And then, of course, you know, when I when I bounce on and off of Civ as it's going through its growth cycle to become the kind of game that I feel really good about playing, you know, I'll bounce on and off of it where I'll be like at launch. I'm like, oh, I don't love this game yet. Like, it's still it's not the kind of game that I can see myself playing long term. And then I come back to it, you know, after a couple of expansions and I'm like, now this game is fantastic. Yeah. And then I obsess over it because that's what I've been doing with Civ 6 for well over a year. At least. At least. You do yeah, it's probably game. closer to two or three, quite frankly. <sighs> Largely because time is a flat circle, and who really knows? Of so, course, and it is a social construct. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, I'm with you on on that. I, I think for me, um, I think, that, and this is going to sound kind of wild, the game that I, that I enjoyed, enjoyed but kind of really didn't come into a true love and appreciation for the game until later in life is street fighter um which is going to surprise a lot of people because a lot of people know like i am known as you know a guy that really loves me some street fighter but i remember playing it when i was a kid and being like fine it was cool it's an arcade you know jam the kick button kick dudes is chun li you know like because what else do you do um and I, I, I mean, but I never really freaked out about it. I never made it. It was never a thing that I needed to own, right? Mm -hmm. Until Street Fighter V. And there was just something about Street Fighter V. And honestly, I think there's something about Street Fighter V just in general, right? Because it just became kind of a bit more of a phenomenon um, as time went on. But like, man, that game, or Street Fighter Four rather. Street Fighter Four is what got me. Hit the PS3, yeah. something about that art style. It really did just kind of blow up for everybody and man now i can't imagine not playing a street fighter game you know maybe i won't play them religiously you know because i'm bad that's the downside with street right. fighter you got to be at least somewhat competent but for me the idea of like bouncing is not the right word but i appreciated it and then i took a while off and then street fighter 4 happened and i was like nope i could just, you had to have it again. I had to. And now, you know, Street Fighter 6 is not far away. We're closer to Street Fighter 6 than we should be. And let me tell you, um, it, I am very excited. Every time they announce a new character, I'm like, oh, wow, I can't wait to be really bad with that character. I just can't wait to just, just embarrass myself in multiplayer online with that. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't play fighting yeah. games online. I only I play them with the men folk. I tried, but my dream 
is to get a pair of fight sticks and uh, play fighting games with my kids. Uh, that's one thing that I want to do. Very badly. Um, I want. I, it's going to happen eventually. It's just a matter of finding the right fight sticks that are not super crazy expensive. Yeah. Um, and a fighting game that they will also play with me. And I think it's probably going to be Street Fighter Six. Um, is Could when be. that's going to happen. So we um, got a logic rolled in. He said the best time to play fighting games online is on Saturday mornings when it's just the little kids and the pro players are asleep. You know what? Noted. Noted. I will give that a shot. Um, maybe I'll do a Saturday morning uh, fighting game stream. Um, that would be kind of fun. It'll just be be beaten. Saturday up on a morning bunch of cartoons. Kids. Yeah, it's just the, the cartoon is the cartoon is me getting beat up in Street Fighter. Um, we'll call it Steve's gets bodied. That'll be the name of the stream. Steve gets bodied. Um, Saturday morning get bodied. Saturday, yeah, let's just watch me lose. So um, the so you while we were pre- preparing for the show, you you said you actually you know. While thinking about revisiting it, uh, revisiting games, you actually had an interesting commentary about how a certain company is revisiting things and using that as their entire marketing strategy for the next. For, so tell me all about that because I, th- so I thought for it the was next, fascinating. Like, six-ish months, yeah, five six months. Um, so Nintendo, you know, where everything old is great again. I guess I'm not really sure. It's just this is the Nintendo way. Although why they haven't released, you know all the Zelda games, including Wind Waker on Switch, is just distressing. Um, so Nintendo is really leaning into the nostalgia. And this is something that I brought up on Virtual Economy over the, over the weekend when we were doing financial, I guess it was yesterday, um, when we were doing financial analysis because quarterly financials came out for all of the big companies. Mm-hmm. So the, the release docket for Nintendo is basically either core gaming or nostalgia so we have warioware which is deep into nostalgia metroid dread which is core and nostalgia mario party superstars big into nostalgia right there pokemon the new uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl yep oh my goodness i got that you got it brilliant diamond and shining pearl is nostalgia as well um and then Advance Wars 1 and 2, you know, because they re they redid Advance Wars. And I missed out on Advance Wars back in the day. But it's not even just Nintendo that's doing this. You know, one of the one of the things that Mike and I have talked about a whole bunch is, you know, this propensity toward, especially like with Capcom, Capcom's been amazing at this, mm-hmm. you know, where they have been all about the remasters, the remakes, and the re-releases. That's like everything old is new again. Every like it's just it's right there, right? And there is there's actual data that proves that re-releases work. Mass Effect Legendary Edition remasters work. Yeah. You know, like it actually does help to get people that might have missed out on this before either because they were too young or they just weren't aware of like the they weren't aware of it or they were and they figured it wasn't for them or they couldn't afford it or whatever happened. Re-releases, remasters, and remakes are so great to bring new players into existing franchises. Yeah. Didn't I you know? Didn't I read did I tell maybe I'm crazy. Did I read something towards the end of last week that Bethesda is opening a studio just to do remasters for their stuff? Or was that a rumor? No, I think um, that's a rumor. That if a rumor. that was a for realsies thing, we would have reported on it. I just, all right. 
I, I hope it's true. I think that would be very I cool. mean, it could very um, well be. Yeah, who knows? I, I think that there's, I think there's a lot to, there's a lot to capitalize on for nostalgia and for, you know, like I said, bringing in new players into established franchises. I hope what, what would be my greatest um, wish is that they do that for Dragon Age. So you can get new Dragon Age players in to play the original, play two, you know, and all the DLC and everything like that. And it's remastered into like a, a Dragon Age, you know, like yeah. legendary edition or something like that. I think it so, would be interesting if they smoothed out the game design choices and made that and like made yeah. them a little bit more similar um, because all three games are in the Very same, different. but they are so different um, to the yeah. point where like I'm a Dragon Age 2 apologist. Um, you know, I know a lot of <laughs> Dragon Age 2 apologists. I am not one of them. I love the story. The story is fabulous, but I didn't love the combat. Um the, the main reason I loved the combat is because it was one of the only, one of the few games I have ever played that faithfully allowed me to play a healer. Um, because you 100% could play a healer and it was so cool and felt so great when you're like three dudes were out there just wrecking faces and you could just drop a heal on everybody as they were about to die and then just go. Sure. It was so cool. But the, I can see it from that perspective. So that, but that's it. That, I mean, that was a very, so my, my defense is very specific. Oh, and um, it's fine. Like, it's um, still a great game. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not the kind of game where if I think about a game I want to go back and play, it's probably Origin, yeah. right? Or I'll go and play Inquisition for the fifth time. Yeah. I'm not even messing with you. I have played that game all the way through four times. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, yes. But uh, when you love something, you love it. Um, we will not talk about the hours that I have put into other games um, because... Yeah, so uh, I'm not here to criticize. I'm just here to say it's a lot. So, um, yeah, man, it is. It is. Nintendo is absolutely grabbing us, and that's something we talked about today. Capcom was really. Oh, great Capcom's too. doing. Capcom is. I mean, how long ago was it? Was it like literally a year and a half, two years ago? People were talking about, all right, Capcom's dead. Who's going to buy them? And now they're huge. They're back on top mm -hmm. again, and really. Yep. I remember people talking junk when they said that they were going to double down on their older franchises and, you know, remasters and everybody being like, oh, that's just a sign they're trying to capitalize on us and take all our money. And number one, they did take all our money, Catalog but we loved content it. content matters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was, I remember hearing that and being like, all right. Talk to me about catalog content anytime. Hit me up on Twitter. Be like, Manda, what's going on with catalog content? Why are they, why is it such a good idea? And I will tell you. We're going to put that in the glossary uh, at the next. Uh, That's going to yeah, be at our next. We'll give you something to do. Um, so yeah. um, I'm writing that down. I'm not really, but I'll remember. Maybe. So um, it's it, the so it's not just us that revisits old games. Companies do it, too. Um, yeah. And it is super duper. OK, I'd love uh, to hear other people's thoughts on games that they are revisiting um, or that they have revisited and been very happy that they have done so mm -hmm. um, when we share this episode into the Engage Family Gaming community, which you can get to by going to engagefamilygaming.com slash community and joining the Facebook group. Um, Amanda, we did it. We did. Uh, made it through one whole episode of the Engage Family Gaming podcast. This has been Video Game Week. Uh, we will be back uh, on Thursday for the EFG show. That's when Jeff and I talk about the news in a very amateurish way because we don't have the professional on board, but we do a pretty good job. 
do a pretty good we job. Do a great job. And we every have week. and we have a fair amount of fun doing it this week. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about the Xbox Indie at Xbox Showcase that took place today, uh, where a bunch of cool games were confirmed to be coming to Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. Probably going to talk a little bit about some Nintendo stuff because there is a Nintendo Nindy Direct tomorrow oh, yeah, that's morning. Tomorrow. Um, and um, we are, let's see here. Yeah, man, there's, oh my goodness, there's going to be lots of games to talk about tomorrow or not tomorrow on Thursday. Um, and then I'll be back Monday for a uh, World of Warcraft stream because Dana, my uh, co-host, did, I told you she broke her foot, right? Did I tell you she broke her what? foot? No. She broke her foot a while ago, um, but she is. Whoa. And so as a result, we have not been doing any of those streams. Well, heck, um, I was wondering what happened. Well, she broke her foot. That's what happened. Um, I told her she's got to knock the MMA out. You know what I mean? Really, um, MMA fighting with a curb doesn't work. You got to fight people in a ring. That's how this works. Not supposed to fight inanimate objects. I know the bone, the bonus stage in Street Fighter is a lie. That's the thing I'm going to tell people. You don't kick cars. Just not what happens. So, um, so she is going. She is able to sit at a desk for more than an hour. So as a result, we'll be coming back for our streams. Uh, and uh, demonstrating what it's like to be a good member of a community, even if the game has its issues. Um, And then we are going to be back next week for Board Game Week, where Linda and I are going to talk about some stuff. Um, I had some games show up this week. So we're going to be uh, talking about some things, and we're probably going to have a catch-up with the Avatar The Last Airbender RPG, which is at like 4 mil at this point. Ooh. Yeah. So if you want to know any of those stuff, come back uh, for those various things. But until next time, Amanda, you know what they got to do? They got to make sure they get their family game on. So we'll see y'all soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.